Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. All religions serve the same function. They help people cope with the uncertainties of life and death. They explain the mysteries of the supernatural and the meaning of the soul. All religions define the place of humans in the cosmos and reinforce social and political values. Even the most exotic religious beliefs serve at least one of these universal functions. There have been no human communities in the past and few in the present without religion. That is because religion seems to be an intrinsic part of human life. Even though many people would deny that they are religious, it is clear that we are prepared for religion in the same way as we are physically prepared for breathing speaking a language, being musical, eating, and so on. There are many different religions, ancient and modern, because the ways in which we are all prepared for life do not tell us exactly what to do with that preparedness. There are many varieties of food, but we all need to eat. There are many varieties of religion, but all societies have had a religion at their heart. It is at this point that the time, the family, and the country into which we are born become important. The culture, the country, and the moment in history at which we are born are the reasons why we put our brain and body preparation into practice in so many different ways. We speak different languages, we engage in different behaviors, eat different food, live in different religions, and so on. Even if we live in the same country as our ancestors, we differ from them, even though they were speaking something like the same language and valuing the same customs. There is a process of building and correction going on, in which we learn from the wisdom of the past, while at the same time recognizing and correcting what we believe to have been wrong. This does not mean that there is inevitable progress. The way we use our preparedness may be full of error, but it does mean that the past is not dead. The people of the past were very different in culture, but they built their cultures and societies out of much the same structures and substances in their brains and bodies. That is why we can hold hands across the centuries with those who lived before us and take delight in their explorations into life. In these ancient religions, there is much that is clearly mistaken from our point of view, but there is much more that lives on as poetry, wisdom, and inspiration, which we can translate into the new language of our own lives. A great deal of information, however, is put into words, and storytelling is of paramount importance in all religions. In fact, Religions themselves have been regarded as great stories that people learn and translate into the biography of their own lives. There is much in religions, in addition to stories, that helps them to do this. Liturgy, festivals, and pilgrimage are obvious ways in which the tenets of a religion are translated into a person's life. As well as stories passed on by word of mouth, religions also produce texts. Of these, some are regarded as revelations, coming from that which people have understood to be God. In this way, text becomes authority, 
the fact that they do not all say the same thing and may indeed contradict each other reinforces the radical division between religions. Religions, therefore, bind people together and supply the means through which their lives can be lived with truth and purpose. Religions are extended families. They extend the family to the tribe or kinship group, and many of them then extend the tribe even farther, making one family of all the people of the earth, as Christians might say. By creating codes of behavior, as ethics or as law, and by establishing a shared picture of reality, religions enable people to live with confidence. Faith is the belief that what is affirmed in religions is trustworthy. Confidence is the reinforcing of faith by sharing it with others. This means, for example, that people can distinguish friends from enemies and can recognize whether someone is approaching them with hostile intent or not. The religious codes of recognition and of expected behavior, even beyond the scope of ethics, not only bring order into society, often organizing hierarchies, but also give to all members, including the poorest and least privileged, the opportunity of religious success. Religion thus creates light in darkness and contests evil and death. Religion is aspiration, vision, and hope for that which transcends the present moment and raises us up from guilt and failure. As it does so, its claims are often, though not always, confirmed in our experience of life on the way. The supreme intellectual instruments of all this religious creativity are myth and ritual. The word myth has been debased in recent years so that it is now, in popular usage, another word for something false or invented. Yet myth is in fact one of the greatest of human achievements. Myths are narrations, usually stories, which point to truths of a kind that cannot be told in other ways. For example, in the categories of natural science. That is why myth was seized upon in the 19th century by those who accepted that science has a true story to tell, but a limited one. It cannot tell us anything about the truths of human love and suffering. Myth places individual biographies and local events into a much larger context and story, thereby giving them both meaning and significance. Myth may provide us with explanations of ritual, but rituals may also be independent of myth. Rituals are actions repeated in regular and predictable ways, which create order in the otherwise random process of time. They may therefore be entirely secular, but they are extensive in religions. Some are rites of passage, marking the movement of individuals or groups through significant moments of life and death. Others give protection in dangerous worlds. Some initiate Others terminate membership of a religious group. Some seek to effect change, others to express meaning. Ritual is the enacted language through which human hopes and fears are articulated and dealt with, and life is constantly renewed. Without a doubt, religions are among the greatest of all human achievements, and of such a kind that it was only within religions that people discovered that religion is much more than a human achievement.
they found that they were met halfway, so to speak, by grace and by God, taking them farther than anything they could possibly have achieved on their own. This is why religions are so important. They are the context and the consequence of literally the most mind-blowing discoveries about human nature and destiny. Religions are the resource and inspiration for virtually all the most enduring art, architecture, music, drama, dance, and poetry. But in addition, they point to the greatest truth of all, that which endures when all else passes away. Religions, therefore, have achieved a great deal. That is why they are so dangerous. People will die and kill for their religion. That is why religions are involved in most of the bloody and intransigent disputes around us. Religions, as we have seen, are systems that establish boundaries so that information can be protected. The boundaries may be literal, for example, a holy land, or they may be metaphorical, like beliefs and practices that confer and maintain identity. Wherever there are boundaries, there will inevitably be border incidents when the boundary comes under threat. The threat may be a literal attack on a religious community, as was the case extensively in communist countries, or it may be a threat to the continuing practice of a religion as, for example, in what is known as secularization. One reaction may be a turn to fundamentalism, the insistence that there are non-negotiable fundamentals of a religious tradition. Another may be war. All religions justify war in some circumstances. They protect so much that is so important that people would die rather than lose such inherited treasure. This is the paradox of religions. Religions can be such bad news because they are such good news. Another reaction may be change and renewal in the face of challenge. All religions have changed through time, some more reluctantly than others. Religion will not disappear. We are all basically religious. We are prepared from birth for religion, just as we are prepared for many other basic behaviors. We are prepared for using language, for eating and drinking, for development and behaviors. We are prepared also for those behaviors that we call religious. What is not predetermined is what we do with our preparedness. Biology does not dictate what language we will speak, let alone what we will say. So also with religion. Biology does not determine what we will do with our religious possibilities. We can decide to abstain from religion, just as we can decide to abstain from food for short intervals. But perhaps to abstain altogether from something so basic as religion is to make oneself less than fully human. The issue is much more how to recognize the wicked and destructive evils of religion, of which there are many, and turn instead to that kind of religion that raises up the wrecked and desolate from their despair and commits itself to the renewal of the earth. In doing this, there is much to be learned from the past. Religions have always been in the process of change and transformation. Some have an immensely long history in which the basic texts remain the inspiration and control of life, but they are applied in new ways. Others 
seem to have disappeared long ago. But ancient religions are rarely dead religions. Much from Greece and Rome, for example, continued in Christianity. And in the Renaissance, they gave form and inspiration to art and music and literature in the West. The only dead religions are those that cannot leave the past and find new life in the present. At the end, and in the end, the questions of truth are paramount. Religions make claims about what this human life is worth and what it may become. They offer choices that have to be made about the opportunity of life. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text history, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y using the code 30605.